Hey everybody, this is the Success Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Johnson. Thank you so much for checking out episode five. Today, I think we're going to have a great show for you. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think this is going to be very beneficial for anybody that is thinking about buying or selling a house, or if you're actively doing that right now, this could be a great uh, opportunity for you to really think about some things and figure out what's going to be the best strategy for you to be successful. As all of you know, uh, if you've watched any of my shows before, information, I believe, gives confidence and confidence helps you to succeed in whatever goals that it is that you're setting as far as buying, selling, investing, and especially even owning. Uh, Don't want to leave that part out. Uh, As a matter of fact, today's show will probably touch on some of the ownership part, but primarily this will be a show for people that are either buying or selling. So with that being said, uh, if you've if you've been if you've been up under a rock or something, you probably hadn't heard. Uh, but if you've been out in the in the world, you probably know that uh, the the crazy thing about the market right now, uh, for one, is that people are working from home. So there's an opportunity that, that you will a possibility. Let me say that you'll hear a couple of children running around here. But hey, that's just part of the game. I work from home. Uh, my children are at home. I've got some young children. Blessed to have them. Blessed to be in my own home to be able to uh, to have them here with me. But uh, like I said, if you if you've been under a rock or something, you probably haven't heard. But uh, if you've if you've been out and about in the world with us uh, as much as possible during this pandemic, uh, you've probably been hearing that house sales are uh, ridiculously high right now. Some areas even more so than others, especially areas like. Um, Dallas. I'm just hearing reports. Now, I don't know this information firsthand, but I'm hearing reports from other people of, of houses selling forty or $50,000 over the asking price, right? Uh, now, that's just, that's just, just whoa, you know? Uh, I don't know that we'll ever see, I tell everybody, I think this is a perfect storm. We'll probably never see these uh, these sales and interest rates as low as they are and as sales as high as they've been. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, I, I took the last three weeks to touch on, uh, the last two weeks, I'm sorry, to touch on a couple of the loans uh, that are out there and available for uh, for buyers. Uh, if you've, uh, and then also to the, the episodes, the two episodes before that, are just kind of my personal experience that I think is would be helpful for, for buyers as well, uh, owners as well. Uh, so please go check those episodes out, especially last episode with Roberto Montevias. Uh My brother really gave a ton of great information on conventional loans and why they're so important uh, in this market. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit, very briefly. Uh, but today, uh, wanted to give a lot of information kind of on the market Right, and I think some of this stuff is just astounding uh, for me personally. Having uh, this now being my fourth year, I'm coming up on my fourth year as a real estate agent uh, here at the end of May, and uh, my mind is kind of blown. Um, it's, I, I went full time in 2019, uh, at the end of 2019, so I had about four normal months before we walked into the pandemic. Everything shut down, and everything that I knew about real estate kind of changed. Right. Uh, well, then everything didn't change, but many of the uh, of the approaches that I took with buyers and sellers, all of that changed. 
So uh, with that being said, we're just looking at quarter one uh, market statistics in the Longview area. Now, this is not just specifically Longview, uh, but the numbers stay pretty, pretty close either way. The median price in Longview right now is 190000 right? Uh, that's the average uh, in the, that's up 17% year over year so last year in 2020 it was down it was a little it was about 17 percent less uh which is is still pretty uh still pretty high uh we're looking at closed sales up 500 to uh 506 uh over the quarter and uh that's up 18 percent year over year 18.8 percent year over year that's that's crazy you know in the in the winter months in the uh, months leading up to spring, you expect it to be a little bit slower, uh, but it hasn't slowed down a bit. And then uh, the active listings that we have. Now, here's where the kicker is. The active listings here uh, are at 459 is what they've listed here, and it's down about 41% year over year. That's a huge drop, right? Almost, we're getting close to half of what we would normally have. Um, it's down so much. And then uh, the inventory. So our month's inventory, we're at 2.3 months of inventory, and that's down 2.1% year over year. Those things um, are creating, in my mind, a kind of uh, perfect storm that we're seeing. A um, couple other things, uh, the days on market, the houses that are... are the, now, these are, let me say also, the two, these are single-family homes. This is not including townhouses, land, all those things. This is just single-family homes, which are primarily our sales here in East Texas. Uh, 11 days less than 2020 uh, in quarter one. Uh, these houses are just literally flying. It seems like they're flying off the market. I don't know if there's a literal way for they to, for them to fly off the market, but um, and then also to the days to close, uh, the days to close have gone up a little bit, but total the total days from closing the days on market is about nine days less than 2020, right? So the competition has spiked for these houses that are hitting the market, and uh, when they go, they go quickly. Last thing that I'll uh, that I'll give is the the median price per square foot. A lot of people talk talk about the square footage price. I think it's kind of hard to use that as a as a standard on unless you're just talking about a a house that is pretty common uh, in the area. Um, one hundred one point six five dollars per square foot. That's up seventeen percent uh, over last year. And last year, you know, we're coming out of the first quarter was was kind of the la the end of our normality, right? The the norm that we had was up until about March and then I think it was March the 10th or something like that where everything shut down and then all of a sudden uh rates started dropping and things like that. So, uh you look at you kind of look at what like how did we get to this place where the uh the median price is so high? It was making harder for um uh for affordable housing to be purchased, where it's making it harder for uh, people on the, the lower scale of the uh, the price range to get in to buy a house. Um, you're looking at several different, uh, you're looking at several different factors. So, of course, when the pandemic shut down, and I kind of talk about this with a lot of people because it's important to see why uh, this is a seller's market. So basically all that information that we that we saw is basically showing that it's a seller's market. Sellers can put their house on the market. Most sellers can put their house on the market 
and there's maybe four to every four buyers to every house, you know, so that you're shuffling through offers and you're picking the highest one. So every time they're picking the highest one, it's just driving the price up more and more and more. So uh, with that, it's kind of how do we get here? Well, if you take a look at uh, what happened last year when everything shut down, um, not only did we stop moving, but people stopped getting job, uh, job opportunities, promotions. People stopped making uh, travel arrangements or uh, relocation arrangements uh, to go and do uh, to live elsewhere, do other things, uh, to maybe get a, a larger house and things like that. All these things started happening. And then people were losing jobs, so they couldn't uh, they couldn't maybe sell theirs and go buy another. It's just a lot of different things that caused the inventory to drop. So we had less houses we had because people just couldn't move. Uh, we couldn't go anywhere. And, uh, the, you know, with the whole country just about shut down and locked down, people just couldn't go anywhere. They could. There's no reason to sell. Uh, it, it actually became a little probably scary to sell a house at that time because uh, where were you going to go? Uh, now, on the flip side of it, on the buyer side of it, now we've got the interest rate. The, um, the Fed did a, I, what I think was a great idea was to drop the, the rate. Now, interest rates fell um, to historic lows. They fell, and uh, and then it incentivized buyers to keep coming to the market to try to buy a house. You know, if you had a job still and you were able to uh, secure your income, you know, this it seemed like a fabulous time to get on the market because what when you would normally you know pay for like at one hundred fifty thousand, you could probably get up to one sixty, one sixty five, and pay the same thing monthly. Right, because those interest rates. Now, I did shoot a video. If you if you're wondering how that happens, I did shoot a video on my Facebook page. Uh, you should go check it out to explain why interest rates, why lower interest lower interest rates allows you to buy more house. Uh, it's very it's very important for you to understand, especially in this market. Uh, I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, so I wanted to give a few. Um, not not just tips, but more so some outlook on our uh, on our market and kind of what I'm seeing these days and some things that I hope will be helpful for you. First, we'll start with the sellers just because it's a seller's market. I want to say does not mean that you can do whatever you want <laughs> in the market, right? So that doesn't mean that you can uh, that you can put the the house on the market for an outlandish number and be able to secure that purchase or uh, from the buyer. Our area is a little bit different from areas like Dallas uh, or the you know the the larger areas uh, in Texas, the Dallas, Houston, things like that. Uh, we still have some semblance of normalcy. Now, uh, the great thing is for you as a buyer, I mean, for you as a seller, is that you'll have, like I said, possibly for the good ones, for the good houses. Now, these are these are these are basic updated houses. You know, these doesn't they doesn't even have to be. We're not even talking about like granite countertops all the time. Sometimes it's it's a it's a nice clean for mica. Uh, countertop with some flooring, some tile flooring. Everything is clean. Everything is uh, maintained. You can tell it's maintained. Uh, people are coming in to snatch those houses up. Uh, now, what does that mean for you? That that means that you can, uh, as long as you have, uh, especially if you've taken care of your home well, uh, this is where the ownership part comes in. If you're taking care of your home well, then you have a great opportunity to come in and get um, a lot of value 
uh, on your house. You know, we saw the numbers, the median price is up 17%. You know, um, what you, you know, what you have probably seen for a value in your house a while ago, the it, it's possible that you could see a 17% growth uh, in your, in the value on your home. For I know people, lots of people that are trying their best um, to take advantage of the opportunity. And I suggest that. Uh, if if my family was in a little bit different position, I probably would say, hey, y'all, let's figure out what we're going to do, but let's pack up, sell this house, because it's probably not going to be money that we're going to be able to make down the line. Like I said, I believe personally, I'm not, a, I don't know the future, but I believe personally that the, um, that that the scenario, it created kind of a perfect storm that we won't be able to recreate. Uh, so, I mean, and I've, I know realtors even, I've, well, I've heard their stories. I've heard the stories of realtors that say, hey, they tell their family, look, we're moving. We'll find somewhere else to live. We're just going to sell this house and uh, get all the money that we can out of it and put it towards the next house. That actually makes some sense to me. If you have a place to go and you're not going to be uh, putting anybody out and you're not going to be uh, stressing your family out, I I definitely would go and uh, and sell the house right now. Like I said, just because it'd be too hard to make this significant uh, of an increase in value on your home later on down the line. But my, uh, my warning to you is, here's, here's the saying that I've been using recently, take advantage of the opportunity uh, on the market, but don't try to take advantage of the market, right? Because I've seen several people now make this make this mistake uh, where they're taking their house um, and they're not really paying attention to what's going on around them. They just know there's a higher price. They take a stab at one of the highest prices that they can. They don't do any updating to their house. They don't even clean their house. Uh, and then they put it on the market and expect somebody to bring them an offer, you know, uh, and I, I have a I have a serious problem with that. Even with the agents that are just like, yeah, put it on the market at, at a you know phenomenally high price and see what just to see what happens. Well, you could still like people are wanting to buy a house, but but they're not they're not idiots either. Uh, you know, yes, it's 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 a lot of competition uh, for the same houses, but not for all houses. Like I said earlier, the good ones go quickly. The good ones go quickly. The good, not even the great ones, the good ones come quickly. But I've seen people um, that do no cleaning, no um, no prep work for their property, uh, put it on the market and ask for even more than what's going on, sometimes $15,000 more than what's normal in the area in order to try to take advantage of the market. That's taking advantage of what you see going on and trying to catch somebody slipping. That, that's just not gonna happen. When people still want to feel relatively good about the dollars that they're spending. And at the end of the day, what they live in, they want to be able to function in without have, and even if they are paying a higher than normal amount, uh, their monthly is probably staying the same. So they still want to get that. They still want to have that good uh, home feeling when they walk in. If you don't do any prep work or anything, you just throw your house on the market just to see what'll happen. For one, here, here's the worst case scenario for you. You put it on the market, you haven't done any prep work, you ask a really high amount for it, and people walk in and they see the picture first and they walk in giving the house a shot. And then when they get in there, they realize that, um, that you know, that something's not right here, that the house isn't taken care of, uh, but you want a lot of money for it. 
people are, like I said, people are not idiots. They're not dumb. So they come in and then they don't want anything to do with the house. Well, in this market, if your house doesn't sell in five days, people are at what used to be 30 days. You know, we used to say, hey, you want to sell it in the first 30 days. Uh, be, you know, because that makes, you know, that, that gives uh, credibility to your house. But if it extended past 30 days, people start to question. Well, now it's like really like two or three days. If it goes past two or three days, if it hits five days, if it goes beyond that, people are looking like, what's wrong with the house? And what, whether you, uh, whether anybody says anything or not, the longer your house sits on the market, it's starting to say something to buyers. Buyers come in with the questions, then they don't want to pay the dollars. Buyers, buyers, myself included, are willing to spend when we feel confident about the product that we're receiving. And in this case, your house is that product. So if I walk in the house and I see everything is uh, is is dis in disarray, it doesn't smell good in the house. You know the the lawn hasn't been cut or anything outside. You you want me to pay top dollar? I'm gonna walk away. Well, once people start seeing other people walk away, they're gonna say, well, why would I come in and pay this money? You know. So now all of a sudden, where you have a high opportunity to get a lot of value out of the house, it starts to come down more and more and more. And then the questions start to raise about the house, and people start wanting more uh, from you out of the house as well. That's one thing that you may not be thinking about. So if you gotta if you maintain the house really well, uh, and there's a lot of competition for it, somebody gets in and they're able to uh, get a contract on the house. The likelihood that they're going to be asking for uh, fix this, do this, do this, do this comes down because they can't take that risk of you saying no, and then all of a sudden you know y'all the contract break, breaks up. You know it's 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 too hard to. Uh, it's not too hard, but it's taking a much longer time to find a house uh, because because our inventory is so low, 40% less uh, houses than we saw in 2020. Uh, that just makes it harder to find a house. Um, so for a seller, it's just best if you prepare ahead of time, do the right thing. Don't try to take advantage of the market, but just take advantage of the opportunity. Now, on the flip side, uh, for anybody that is buying at this time, right, what does a seller's market mean for you? It means that you're at a little bit of a disadvantage, right? You don't have the upper hand in negotiation. Somebody asked me about negotiation the other day, and I was like, I don't even know what that is anymore. Like, I don't really get a chance to negotiate very much unless I'm just offering more. Like, hey, if we offer you this, will they be able to, you know, put us in a prime position to receive this contract? I mean, uh, to uh, get a contract on this house. Um, I, uh, I've seen... Uh, for most people, it's probably taking about three months uh, to get into a house, right? Maybe even into a contract. I try to tell everybody, you know, I've always said three months in advance was really good, you know, uh, mainly because it, it allows you to get everything prepared and then you start looking, get your feet wet. Well, right now, we're pretty much having to toss you right into the water, right? You're going to have to learn to swim out there in the middle of the deep, right? Because right now, you just don't have a lot of time. What I don't like doing... I've never liked pressuring anybody into buying a house. So I've kind of had to walk the line of being able to tell people, hey, look, uh, yes, I want you to make a sound decision. I want you to feel confident in your decision. We got to do the prep work ahead of time so that when you do walk into that space, you can say, okay, yes, I feel good. How, what do I mean prep work? 
now we talk about um, offers and what you're going to expect, uh, and especially in the first seven days of a uh, contract, what's making a strong offer, what's, uh, what's an offer that isn't receiving uh, many uh, contracts these days, uh, what's not receiving the nods these days. We kind of talk about those things ahead of time, so that way when you see the house uh, that you love, uh, you, you get a chance to jump in the mix and present a strong offer. That's the prep work that we're having to do ahead of time. We're basically having to go through scenarios, um, different things ahead of time so that when you see the opportunity, as we used to hear in sports, uh, you can be quick, but not necessarily in a hurry. What that means is that I, I don't want people to write, rush around, oh, I got to buy a house. I got to do this. Just take this one. Give me this. Give me this. You know, I don't want you to do that, right? I want you to be confident. Uh, when you see the opportunity that is best for you, I want you to uh, capitalize on it um, and, and move with a quickness, right? Uh, that's control, right? That's what that is. That's control. Uh, right now, uh, I always tell people, hey, you're going to have to aim high. You know, the good ones, especially, listen, if you are um, in that hundred dollars to $150,000 range right now, I'm preaching to you patience. You're going to have to be patient. You need to give that three months more like four, maybe five months because we just don't have a lot that is hitting the market in that uh, amount right now, especially in Longview. You'll see some in the Henderson area. I've seen some really good ones in the Henderson, Kilgore, um, uh, Marshall area. I've seen some really good ones. Um, Hallsville, uh, Gilmer, Longview. I just, I have not seen many that I would say, hey, this is what somebody would be looking for. Uh, even White Oak, Gladewater, uh, I haven't seen very many. Gladewater, I've seen a sprinkle here and there as well. Uh, but primarily, uh, between that hundred, $150,000 mark, uh, be patient. Start super early, right? And if you don't know where you would stand as far as uh, pre-approval amount, go put an application in now. A pre-approval does not mean that, um, um, let me say, applying for a house does not mean that you're buying a house. It means that you're getting the information to determine whether you can or can't, right? And you can continue to build the plan after you find that out. Um, also, too, uh, for buyers, you know, I'd say aim high again. I'm going back to that point. Aim high, mainly because um, right now, what you if you if you go to your lender and say, hey, what's the difference between um, five and ten thousand dollars? Let's say I've got a I'm, I'm approved for one seventy five. I see a house at one fifty. Um, and I give them 160. What's the difference between the monthly payment at 150 and 160,000? And I think you'll be astonished by the uh, by the amount that that is. But you have to also. It's such a small. It's not such a small. It's a small number. Uh, I've seen somewhere like six dollars. You know, a difference per month that you're paying. And and it's almost like, whoa, that's that's why is that? And you got to think about it. that's $10,000 stretched out over 30 years. Um, that's not that's a long time to be able to make up that that $10. I mean, that uh, that $10,000. Uh, so a lot of times and for the really good houses, we're having to say, hey, shoot $10,000 above the asking price. Right. When there's a lot of uh, competition, I would say if you have that space um, in your monthly and your pre-approval budget, 
then shoot for it. You know, um, if you find a house that you feel like you're going to love to call home, shoot for it. You walk in and it feels like home, shoot for it. Aim for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars or something like that. You know, so be confident. Uh, go ahead and talk to your lender uh, about those differences. Kind of get some estimates on what, what that would look like. That way you'll know. That way you'll feel more confident. You'll have that information. You'll feel more confident. You'll feel prepared. Um, also, too, you got to start talking to your agent ahead of time. When are my windows are showing? Right. So uh, uh, one of the big things right now, if you don't move quickly to get on the schedule to show, you have a great possibility of missing out on the house, period. Right. So what? how do we handle that? For myself, with my with buyers that I get a chance to work with, I ask, hey, what's your schedule normally like? Right. Are you free at a certain amount of time or whatever time? When I see a house that hits the market, I'm just going to go ahead and request, hey, can I see it at this time? And then I hit you and say, hey, can we can you make it over here at this time? If you can't, that's OK. I can cancel the the uh, the appointment. Somebody else will jump in the line for us. But if you can, we want to already have that spot reserved. That way you get an opportunity to get in, take a look at it. Hopefully you can be one of the first. Uh, contenders with an offer uh, every once in a while you'll see a seller say hey because I don't want to do all this uh, showings and I got to leave my house for two or three days um, just you know take the first good offer that that we receive you know uh, some people just don't want to deal with that so try to get your offer in as quickly as possible try to be the first one in the door to see the house all those things you're looking to uh, to do in order to create an advantage for you and possibly uh, reach your goal in getting a contract on the house. Um, a lot of things we can't ask for right now. Uh, closing costs are really hard to come by. Um, uh, some things I think you should lay down, which is like surveys, pay for a survey, $500, pay that closing, pay for a survey. Uh, uh, closing date, you wanna do as quickly as possible. Contingency offers, you know, I don't know a better way to say it than it's just going to be really hard for you right now, right? Uh, I've got some some people relocating. It's going to be really hard. Uh, you have to we have to get really creative on ways to have a contingency offer succeed in this market, uh, especially if you're between a hundred to two hundred thousand uh, dollars. Right now, also too at the top range, even two hundred thousand dollars. Uh, I used to say, well, if you got really close to two hundred thousand dollars, then you would, uh, then you would, you know, you would be okay. But right now, uh, what we're seeing a lot of is cash buyers coming down from the three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar range, coming down, downsizing to two hundred thousand dollars. They're paying cash for the house, and in this market, cash is king. Lastly, and I'll say this uh, to to go with that, cash is kind of rules right now in this market. Uh, mainly because you know you don't you don't technically have to deal with like appraisals and things like that, um, but also too uh, up under that is probably conventional loans. Uh, conventional loans, I think, are what you should be aiming for when getting approved, uh, because there's just not as much um, stipulations as with the FHA or VA loans. Now the VA loans, you're going to get great rates, but then also too, this house has to be there. There can't be many things wrong with this house. Um, and so the VA appraisers, they come out and they also take a look for the uh, VA and FHA appraisers come out, take a, take a look for the 
lenders. They're the, the, the ears and eyes for the, well, more like the eyes for the, uh, for the lender. And at that point, if they come out and they see things like peeling paint and things like that, they're going to say, hey, this has to be fixed before this, uh, this house can, uh, can continue on in the purchase. And if that's the case, a lot of sellers are walking away because they can get a conventional or a cash loan that won't require them to go and do those repairs, right? So I think that it's, it's probably the best practice to try to get a conventional loan. If you get an FHA loan, you, it's not the end of the world. But um, I, I think a conventional loan is probably a little more uh, of a strong offer than, uh, than the FHA loan. With all that being said, hey, talk with your agent. Uh, if you don't have an agent right now, you need somebody to talk about uh, the things that are coming up, uh, some moves that you plan on making. Give me a call, 903-806-6905. You shoot me a text. I schedule a time just to talk, talk strategy. And that's whether you're buying or selling. Uh, if you're selling, you want to know how best to take advantage of the opportunity, but not necessarily the market, give me a call. If you're a buyer wanting to see how you can succeed in this market, give me a call. Let's make a plan and uh, let's help you find a house that you're going to love to call home uh, in the middle of this pandemic with lots of opportunities. Hey, I would so much appreciate it if you would leave a comment uh, with a suggestion on topics and things you want to hear. I've got some more uh, interviews to do coming up that are going to be able to help you uh, succeed in this market as a buyer. Then we're going to flip to the seller side and then we're going to talk about home ownership in the weeks to come. I so much appreciate you um, taking a listen. Uh, I hope that you will like share and subscribe. Those three things are super important as I'm trying to grow this platform and also to be able to reach more people uh, to help them uh, succeed in their estates as well. Thank you all so much. Uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. And uh, if not, I'll see you again next week. Thank you.